Boston Mayor Michelle Wu is facing criticism for holding a holiday party specifically for non-white members of city council. Said Wu, sorry if for once I wanted the food to be good. The audience is trying to figure out the joke, but that doesn't make any sense. Are the invitees bringing the food? Is that the, uh, and the food isn't good? Is that, uh, seems to be working out for billions of people. That's, that's the state of comedy today. You know, the left also murdered comedy in the United States. Just ask Dave Chappelle and a whole lot of other comedians for that matter, whose names don't come to mind because they've all been canceled. And now, Jimi Hendrix. But it is good to make fun of Michelle Wu. They weren't making fun of Michelle Wu. They were making fun of white people and white people food. I think French people are white people, aren't they? Are French people white people? Yeah? What would you, uh, what would you prefer? Dare I say... Well, happy Friday to you and welcome. Speaking of Michelle Wu, there is a fun Babylon Bee headline because Babylon Bee is a lot more fun than the Democrat Party. Boston mayor hires bouncer to check skin color outside of entrance to holiday party. It's a holiday party. No white people allowed. All right, that's fine, but we're turning off your electricity, and it's not coming back on. Looks like you made another bad decision. Boston Mass, the Babylon Bee, on Wednesday, a bouncer specifically trained to detect variances in skin color and ethnicity was appointed by Boston Democrat Mayor Michelle Wu to keep the whites away from a minority-only holiday party. I'm deeply resentful that they didn't capitalize whites. You know, when you're referring to whites as in race and not clothing going into the laundry, uh, you're supposed to capitalize it because they started out by capitalizing black, right? That's the news media. But they didn't capitalize white. Then they, uh, they were shamed into it because they started capitalizing black, and capitalizing Hispanic, but still not capitalizing whites because the Democrats have made racism fashionable again. They've always been the party of uh, racism, and that's their thing. The Babylon Bee continues, Whoa, whoa, buddy, do I detect Scottish ancestry? The bouncer said as he roughly grabbed a white city council member, Frank Baker. Look at the sign, No Whites Allowed. Uh-huh. To aid in his duties, the bouncer reportedly utilized a flashlight, a skin color card, and a background in anti-racist studies. Probably went to Harvard like so many of them. Aren't they amazing? Your Democrat Party making racism fashionable again. They have a long, long history of uh, racism because they're racist is really pretty much the explanation for that. Quite extraordinary. They are really something, this Democrat Party. Now, speaking of the Democrat Party, uh, let's go to Ukraine because I started to share a story at the, at the end of the last hour, but let me get back to this because in Ukraine, there was a city council meeting 
close to the Hungarian border, close to the Hungarian border. This is not the Babylon Bee anymore. And a government official walked into the council meeting and uh, pulled three hand grenades out of his pockets, pulled the pins, and threw the grenades quite casually on the ground. And he stayed in the room because he's in front of the door, and he's a big Ukrainian-looking guy, which would make sense, dressed in a black suit, kind of a business suit-looking thing, but a black suit. He looks like he could be for a Hollywood movie. He would look like a killer. He would look like a killer, like Luca Brasi. He looks kind of like Luca Brasi in The Godfather, you know who was, of course, Italian, but never mind that. Ukrainian counselor, the BBC reports, Ukrainian counselor tosses grenades into meeting. There is a meeting, a city council meeting, and here comes Luca Brasi with uh, grenades in his pockets. Say, is that a fragmentation grenade in your pocket, or are you just happy to be at the council meeting? There it is. Uh, and the uh, Ukraine grenade incident counselor, tosses explosives into meeting and the uh, a village counselor and he's one of the village counselors in western ukraine has thrown grenades onto the floor of a council meeting wounding 26 people the bbc reports the attack took place friday morning they're hours ahead of us of course at the village council headquarters in keretsky keretsky in western Zakaparatia region. That's uh, naturally that's where it is. Now, be sure to say Kiev, though. Be sure to say Kiev, because Democrats have a lot of different mental illnesses. Police have not yet not yet commented on a possible motive. I think he might be crazy. I think that might have something to do it. <clears throat> you know what we need to do? Send another sixty-one billion dollars on top on top of the one hundred thirteen billion four hundred million that we've already sent. Because, you know, they're going through grenades like they're going out of style. And they're going to need more grenades, as we can see from here. Police have not yet commented on a possible motive of the attack, which left six people seriously wounded. The meeting was being live-streamed on Facebook when the incident took place, which is why we have video, and since we're on radio... We can share the audio with you. Footage shows the man entering the room during a heated discussion about 90 minutes into the meeting. Then he stands next to a door, stands in front of the door so nobody can get out. Big guy. For around 30 seconds before reaching into his pockets, uh, pulling out hand grenades, very casually pulls the pins from the three hand grenades and tosses them into the middle of the room. As a result, 26 people were wounded, six of whom are in grave condition, the police statement said, adding that medics were trying to resuscitate the man who threw their grenades. It's kind of a suicide attack. Kiev. Say Kiev. Here come the pins. Two, three. Women screaming, all, all blowed up. Yes, sir. 
There you go. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Many Ukrainians have access to weaponry due to the war with Russia. We should send more. I think $61 billion would be a good start. And we should not track where the money goes at all. We, as the Democrats have requested, let's make sure to not find out where the money goes. 90% of it is coming back to the military-industrial complex in the United States, according to our Secretary of State, our chief diplomat, Antony Blinken. And so that only leaves $6 billion, $100 million to be spread about with uh, corrupt people in Ukraine. That's uh, an extraordinary story. This is a uh, an area of Ukraine that is that's close to Hungary, and it's uh, some of the you know ethnically because the border is close. There are uh, people who may be part Hungarian and part Ukrainian, and it's Eastern Europe. You know, I grew up in Chicago mostly, and and there are a lot of Eastern Europeans there. And um, it uh, you know this if you know a lot about Eastern Europe, this wouldn't come as a complete surprise. Barron's Magazine, Ukraine counselor grenade attack wounds 26 at meeting and the Telegraph out of the UK. Ukraine, Russia war <clears throat> live, it says. Finally, some coverage of the war there. You know, have you noticed that the news media just doesn't cover the war there? There is, uh, and we've given them $113 billion, uh, $400 million, and the Democrats want $61 billion more with nobody checking to see where it's going. In fact, the the front page of the Washington Post today, today above the fold, is uh, more Palestinian women crying. Uh, maybe because, you know, they blow up so soon. Uh, maybe because their sons are out there um, uh, being terrorists, it's hard to say. But they're uh, dressed in the full um, uh, Muslim thing, covered up in black from head to toe. And they're crying, and the Washington Post says, it's a huge color photo above the fold because... You know, the Israelis are the bad guys. That's the story in the Washington Post every day. <clears throat> in fact, the lead story headline is wide use of dumb bombs in Gaza. The Washington Post prefers smart bombs because they love the terrorists. You see, U.S. analysis may explain high toll. Sure, right, right. Almost half of munitions used by Israel unguided. They should be there. Got a lot of unguided people in uh, the Gaza, but that's another another subject for another day. And I think the Telegraph has the name of the guy. Am I right with the uh, the counselor in Ukraine? Um, but the Washington Post doesn't cover the news. They just uh, cover the political agenda of the left. Now uh, the Telegraph out of the United Kingdom: Ukraine Russia war alive, twenty six injured after Ukrainian counselor detonates grenades at meeting. No big deal. And um, they, uh, they say that the, the man is Serhei Batrin. Serhei Batrin, S-E-R-H-I-I, Serhei Batrin, B-A-T-R-Y-N. And uh, the video streamed out live Friday morning. He pulled the grenades out of his jacket, tossed them onto the floor, and uh, blowed everybody up, including himself, including himself. You think our city council meetings get heated, honestly. Really, speaking of which, in Chicago, they had a city council meeting yesterday to talk about why the city of Chicago is a sanctuary city because most of the taxpayers say we shouldn't be a sanctuary city, enough of this stuff, right? And the city council shut them down and told them to go away. Said they don't care. No democracy for you, 
There will be no democracy for you. Get out of city council meeting. A lot of Eastern Europeans in Chicago, too. So a uh, little, uh, little bit of the news today. A little bit of news. And uh, getting back to the, to the Democrats, we've got, I want to get to the Democrats at Harvard University where they love anti-Semitism. Don't they love anti-Semitism? And I don't have time to get to the uh, rabbi just yet at Harvard, but I want to get to the rabbi at, um, at Harvard who is explaining that they're forced to take, they've got a seven-foot-ish tall menorah that they have uh, stood up outside of a building on the grounds of Harvard University, and they're being required to take it down every night because the university told them that it will be vandalized, it will be attacked by the anti-Semites on the campus of Harvard University, a hotbed of liberal thought, and uh, so they have to take it down every night. And Mayor, uh, Mayor, uh, uh, Harvard President Gay uh, came out and lit the menorah using a tiki torch, used a tiki torch, and she was murmuring, the Jews will not replace us. And I made up the last part, but only the last part. You know, <clears throat> speaking of uh, tiki torches and bringing stuff inside at night, heating bills are once again expected to skyrocket this winter, but a powerful heating technology used by the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater is already helping thousands of people save money and stay warm in the winter time. At Eden Pure, an advanced heating engineer team has combined an infrared heating system and a convective heating system into one space heater. These two technologies work together to heat a room better than your current furnace, boiler, baseboard heat, and certainly other space heaters. By using these two forms of heating technologies to heat a room, the Gen 40 heater makes you feel warmer and reduces your heating bills. Never be cold again all winter long and save money month after month thanks to Eden Pure. Right now, you can get an additional $50 off the Gen 40's sale price already on sale with my discount code. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com on Al Gore's amazing internet. Enter the discount code CHRIS50, CHRIS50, C-H-R-I-S, of course, 50. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS50 to save an additional $50 off the already great sale price. Yeah, it's a mad, 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 mad world out there, isn't it? Yeah, the guy kind of blowed himself up, uh, too, along with uh, 26 other people. I think what we need to do is send another $61 billion. He's a government official there. And uh, I'm reminded of, hey, Yorgi, you know, uh, <laughs> from Second City TV, <laughs> who caught Uzbeks drinking his battery fluid. Those were the days. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Hey, Yorgi. See, Uzbek's drink is battery fluid. He came out to find elbow straws stuck under the openings of his car battery with his hood up. And and uh, Yorgi was upset because the Uzbek's drink is battery fluid. And and uh, that's uh, problematic, you know, coming out of a bar late at night stuff. Eastern Europe has a lot of issues that Western Europe, uh, for the most part, doesn't have. But they're importing a lot of problems right about now. Now, I want to get to the Chicago City Council meeting where they condemned the citizenry for demanding that the city council uh, stop treating Chicago as a sanctuary city since they're being overrun by illegal aliens thanks to Joe Biden and his open border policies. And I want to get to some of that. And then the uh, crime in Chicago lady that uh, from, she's in Florida now, want to get to that as well. But right now, Michael, let's go to Bob calling from Chicago, Illinois, the great WLS. Bob, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. Before I get to my story, I just want to tell you, you told that story about your girlfriend's father and his comments when John Lennon was shot. I was rolling on the floor laughing for four days after I heard that one. (laughs) I could not relate it to anybody without running out of breath because I was laughing so hard. But it was a funny moment. The, the reason I'm calling, the reason I'm calling is to tell you about what happened. My, um, I was walking with my two teenage, teenage sons downtown. I was a few steps ahead of them, and a homeless guy uh, tried to shoulder into one of my sons. He ducked, and he, and the homeless guy hit my other son. I turned around and I said, "What's going on here?" He goes, "Can you help the homeless?" I said, "Who's homeless?" He said, "Me." I said, "Where do you live?" He said, "Lower Wacker Drive." I said, "You're doing better than I am. I can't afford to live downtown." <laughs> he goes, no, I live outside. I live outside. I said, yeah, close to the office, nice view of the lake, fresh air. He goes, no, no, I live outside. He finally gave up on me. He figured I was home. I was hopeless. <laughs> you you won uh, in the uh, in the battle of wits with the crazy homeless guy. Sounds like a great scene from a movie. Well done, Bob. Well handled, and well handled by your son, I think, too, dodging the. Homeless guy trying to shoulder into him. Uh, I got a Chicago story coming up. The city council there. Uh, So stay right there. Our Democrat Party, they are really something. uh, They're not on our side. That's, That's an important element to take into account. They're really not with us. Now... We, uh, we just had uh, Bob calling from Chicago with uh, is uh, Bob's great storyteller, and he told his story well about uh, walking downtown Chicago with his two sons, teenage sons, and being accosted by a homeless man who seems rather presumptuous. And city of Chicago found a solution for him. They threw him out on the sidewalk, Lower Wacker Drive. You've seen it in like movies, <clears throat> movies like that Batman movie in Chicago with all the high-speed chases, the underground Wacker, Lower Wacker. You know, uh, Chicago has this kind of cool lower level section, you know, the Billy Goat Tavern and all that stuff. Cheeburger, cheeburger. Um, 
But they've got a lot of illegal aliens because they're a sanctuary city, and Joe Biden opened the border. The Democrats want to overrun the country with people that do not share our values and our customs and our history. And uh, that's one of the methods that they're using to undermine the United States, to destroy the United States of America. Then they've got this big Hollywood movie, Civil War, coming out in the spring. It's an election year, a presidential election year. They want to make sure to create as much, you know, they want to change the tempo, the mood of the country. But in Chicago, where they have a corrupt city council, an overwhelmingly corrupt city council because they're leftists, they call themselves Democrats, they claim to be liberals, but they're leftists, and no one is more illiberal than the leftists. The Gateway Pundit has the story, and the Washington Post does not. No democracy for you, is the headline. Chicago City Council won't allow voters to decide whether to keep sanctuary city policy. Mike Lachance wrote the story for the Gateway Pundit. The city council has decided that the people of Chicago will not be allowed to vote on whether or not the city remains a sanctuary city. Democrats have spent the last several years claiming to be the defenders of democracy. They don't know what that word means. But when it comes to important issues facing the people who live in Chicago and pay the taxes and stuff, the Democrats are telling voters to pound sand. That's a euphemism you may be familiar with. They don't want people to vote on this one for obvious reasons. The people will say they don't want this policy, this sanctuary city policy. Chicago City Council has voted against a measure that would have asked voters next year in the election if they believe the city should maintain its statutory status as a sanctuary city or as a welcoming city. I'd like to think it's a welcoming city. But, you know, the Democrats raise a lot of young men that shoot people all the time, mug people, rob people, do lots of drugs, loot stores, they plummet everything. I got to tell you, every city in the country is under assault because the Democrat party has waged war against the police, against civility, against law and order. Like that gang that was dancing in the Biden White House. You see that gang? Maybe I should get to that too. They, uh, that gang that dressed up in their crazy things, one of them has like a goat head that looks like Satan and they're dancing around the White House for Christmas. Turns out that group is a radical extremist political group. In addition to being a bunch of dancing fools, They believe all prisons should be closed down, meaning all criminals should be thrown out onto the streets to beat your head in and steal everything you have. That's their goal. That the police should be defunded. They support Black Lives Matter. I want to get to that in a little bit. All right, now let's go to the Chicago City Council meeting because the the city council voted 31 to 16. That's a lot of city council members, isn't it? 31 to 16 against the measure during a special meeting on Thursday, that's yesterday, following weeks of heated debates. The topic has led to tense exchanges, chaos, protests on the chamber floor, and accusations of misconduct in recent weeks. Several members of the city council had called for a referendum to be placed on the March ballot to determine whether Chicago should remain a sanctuary city of status that 
<clears throat> has been in place since 1985, but didn't really become a major issue until the Democrats opened the borders and started waving in criminals, gang members, human traffickers, drug traffickers, sex traffickers, Chinese, Syrians, Iranians, people from all over the world just waving them in across our border. And now the people of Chicago are saying, what the heck? I'm going to clean it up. I'm just going to say, what the heck? So this is what the city council meeting sounded like yesterday. It's like the end to the saga. Many Chicago residents feel like they should have a say on if the city should continue to be designated a sanctuary city or not. The question appearing on the ballot fell flat, and it's likely to stay that way. That was the uh, NBC local news station in Chicago, Illinois, and their reporter, Tia Ewings, Tia Ewings, was uh, doing the story. And then there was a, uh, a man at the meeting who is wearing a mask. Repealing the ordinance will do nothing to stop the buses from coming, to, from coming or end the, end the need that the migrants present. Um, why is he wearing a mask? What kind of fool? You know, that, that's how you know he's a lefty. Lefties wear masks. That people, like if you have a legitimate medical condition or something. But uh, generally speaking, if you go to a city council meeting, you're wearing a mask, it's to conceal your identity. And then uh, he sounds a bit wan. And, and it's going to do nothing to stop the buses from coming. Yeah, well, securing the border would do something about that. But you're not in favor of that, I can tell by the tone of your voice. Tia Ewings of uh, NBC Chicago. So this is how it all went down in a 31-16 vote. Majority of city council opted not to allow voters to say yes or no on if Chicago should continue its designation as a sanctuary city. Two more votes in favor were needed to suspend the rules and move forward to this question that was drafted. Should the city of Chicago limit its designation as a sanctuary city by placing spending limits on its public funding. The issue is now dead and likely won't appear on the ballot in March. Because democracy is not what the left wants. The left, uh, the left wants total control. That's what they want. And they'll tell you what's good because they have power and you don't. They're corrupt and you're not. There is an alderman in Chicago named Anthony Beal. Anthony Beal. And uh, he decided to speak. What are you scared of to let the people have a voice? What are you scared of? The truth? Are we scared of the truth here? Yes. Are are we afraid that the people are going to tell us that we are spending money frivolously in this body? I think that that might be what the uh, people of Chicago might tell you, frivolously. The um, spending money because the illegal aliens, then uh, Tia Ewings of NBC Chicago. Now, as it stands right now on the ballot in March, there are two questions. There is room for a third, but the deadline for the question to make the ballot is January 2nd. The only way that this could possibly happen is if another special meeting is called. And I got a chance to talk to some members of city council and they don't believe that will happen. That's, uh, you know, no democracy for you. They're, they're like the kind of like the soup Nazis, but they're the democracy Nazis. There will be no democracy. We will not put this on there, but we will not let the people decide. We will decide. And uh, then you will sit down and shut up. You'll be mugged and robbed and your 
store will be looted and you'll be carjacked and, you know, the Democrats. That's all Democrat Party stuff. I was watching the Fox News Channel uh, early this morning, and I believe in the 6 a.m. hour, uh, Lawrence Jones was in a uh, restaurant, a diner of some kind, which he often is in the morning, and he was talking to the nice people, you know, normal people, American people, and uh, they're in Florida, um, and he encountered a woman who's from Chicago. Uh, I believe it was Tampa, Tampa Bay, and um, the nice lady from Chicago, uh, it's unclear whether she moved officially to Florida, whether she lives part of the year in Florida and the rest of the time in Chicago, but um, he asked her, Lawrence Jones, well, what's what's on your mind? You know, it's, uh, there's an election year coming up, and uh, what what's on your mind? It was the south side, west side, and now it's everywhere. Two blocks from our house, we're on the north side. There was a person shot to death. Um, it's just it's just terrible what's going on and the um, smashing grabs and the throwing people out of their cars, carjacking is just horrendous. It's uh, we're turning the the Democrats. Uh, are really the left. They're not liberals. And they're turning the United States of America into a third world country, uh, the kind of country that people flee. I guess if the left is successful, people will stop fleeing their beephole countries to come here because the Democrats will have successfully converted our country into a beephole country. Well, gosh, but you, uh, nice Chicago lady in Florida, you, you got a new mayor. You, you've got, uh, you know, let's go Brandon Johnson, and you got rid of Lori Lightfoot, the LGBTQ POC, WOC, who uh, did such a horrible job that she was thrown out with extreme prejudice. And then you got the new guy, uh, let's go Brandon Johnson, who is a defund the police leftist himself. I think, first of all, it's... Our mayor, mm-hmm. we thought Lori Lightfoot was bad. This one's worse. And he just, he said, we can't call it, we don't call it crime. Yeah. And we don't call them mobsters. We call them people that need help. Yeah. Is no. this amazing? Now, they take and they smash and grab and they, like on Michigan Avenue, half yeah. the stores are closed. Yeah, because they're destroying the city. They're they're wrecking, and they're not doing it by accident. They they hate everything. They're leftists, and they're demented, and they don't know what their gender is, and they're they're uh, they're completely nuts. They they swear the oath of office on gay child porn when they're joining the school board of all things. Let me get close to the children. They couldn't be creepier if they set out to become creepier. And I think they have set out to become creepier. Since we're talking about crime and mayhem in Chicago and the homeless people and the carjackings and the lootings and everything else, one block from this radio station where Michael Piercy and I sit right now and Jasmine, the wonderful Jasmine on the phones, if you call in today, one block from this radio station, <clears throat> there is a, uh, on Wisconsin Avenue, uh, a strip of stores, businesses, fewer and fewer a couple of closed down. I told you about the one that was looted, had the uh, liquor store with some other stuff that had their front glass door smashed out and was looted uh, maybe two weeks ago. And um, the uh, the sandwich place there is closed down because everything is closing. We're becoming a third world country. And it's because of Democrats and Democrat policies. 
and their policies love crime and looting, and their sons are criminals, naturally. Problem is not our guns, it's your sons. But here is uh, uh, last night at the Verizon store, you know, the cellular telephones and all that stuff, a uh, mob of uh, young Democrat, Democrat males, violent criminals, smashed out the front of the place and uh, looted everything. Well, they, they had guns and they, they uh, went in. A, a group of, what, um, uh, four guys, maybe more, uh, raided the Verizon store and they've got guns and they're robbing everybody. And listen to this. They could get like 40 years in prison for what they did. And listen to this. Video just in tonight of an armed robbery in Northwest D.C. Look at this. The suspects swarm in. Fox 5, uh, Washington, D.C., covering the news. And force employees and customers to put their hands up, ordering the victims into a storage room at gunpoint. This happened Tuesday afternoon at the Verizon store on Wisconsin Avenue in Friendship Heights. That's in northwest D.C. The suspects took off with phones and wallets from the victims. They stole other devices from the store and made off with $80 in cash. They got $80 in cash. They, they stole phones and uh, wallets. They got uh, guns, and I apologize, I thought it was yesterday, it was actually Tuesday, uh, and uh, they got $80 in cash, and they robbed everybody there. They could uh, get, you know, 40 years in prison, but they won't. And um, if the police catch them, the Democrats downtown will just let them go because it might be their sons. Just extraordinary. Also, in California, a uh, consignment store owner in California, he's actually the employee, Albert Marcoux. Albert Marcoux. Sounds like he's Eastern European. A gang of Democrats came rushing into the store to steal everything, a consignment store, no, no less. And Albert Marcoux, who's in his 70s, uh, popped up from behind the counter with his pistol. I showed him my gun, and I told him to stop it. I have a gun. Hey! This is the moment a group of would-be robbers came face-to-face with 73-year-old Albert Marcuse's 38 caliber revolver. They ran because they saw my gun, and I was, you know, serious about it. Pleasant Hill, California consignment store, and the employee scared off the robbers with his own gun, and fortunately they all went running away. He normally has his German Shepherd with him there as well, but the 73-year-old uh, didn't have his German Shepherd with him today. He did have his 38 caliber revolver, and he scared off the group of robbers who were going to rob his consignment store. Now, this is uh, Albert Marcoux. If they threaten my life or my life of the employees, I'll use the gun, 100%. He says he keeps his revolver on him inside the store because of recent similar incidents. Because we're becoming the Wild West and everyone's going to have to fend for themselves. And, you know, Democrats don't want you to have firearms. They just want their sons, the criminals, to have firearms. I didn't want to shoot anybody, right? But I have to make a statement. Too many bad things happened. Stores get robbed left and right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Democrats defund the police, demonize the police, try to jail the police. They let the criminals go. Uh, this is uh, Democrat Party America. I have a message for all the business owners to take example and fight for themselves because if you don't fight for yourself, nobody will. And that's where we are in the United States of America because the Democrat Party. That's why everybody in their right mind now um, is arming up. And uh, the left will tell you that's not what they want. 
but it is the natural and predictable consequence of the things that they do and the policies that they adopt. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to the phones, Michael. Let's go to Mark calling from Independence, Missouri, the hometown of Harry S. Truman. Mark, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Hey, um, you tell us virtually daily that the Republicans are so bad at messaging and politics, but the Democrats currently are trying to turn us into a third world country, as you just said, so they can turn the whole country into the cities that they destroyed. And I asked, where are the Republicans? This is more than politics. We're being invaded daily at 12,000 last week a day, 10,000 this week. And Republicans may say something now and then about getting some legislation for the border. But they should be on the floor daily pounding this. This is the Cloward-Piven theory trying to take over the country, what the Democrats are doing. Why can't the Republicans talk like that and tell us what the Democrats are actually doing to our country they don't have the power to stop this right now, other than they can defund it, but they don't have the courage to do that. And as Mark Levin says, the border situation should be the number one article of impeachment against Biden, among many other things. And there just doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency with Republicans on what this catastrophe really is. I mean, Fox News had a story, I believe, yesterday about thousands and thousands lined up next to railroad tracks in the mud trying to catch trains heading this way. And then there may be actually 13 million gotaways in this country right now. I mean, it is a cataclysm that this country has never seen, maybe since the Civil War. And then we had a president trying to save the country. Now we have a president trying to destroy it. So this is really a perilous situation that the Republicans go through the motions, but they just don't, they aren't serious about it, it doesn't seem. I think you're on to them. You've uh, summed it up quite succinctly, I think. And they're incapable of messaging and they really should pay me millions of dollars to do that. I've got a giant update from the border today. Ten IEDs found by Border Patrol. That's coming up. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.